It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everybody. This is Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. So glad you decided to tune into the program. If this is your first time, we really appreciate you joining us. If you're uh, a long-time l- listener, we're uh, glad that you're back with us as well. Appreciate all of our uh, friends on Grace FM, listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming, all up and down the front range here, uh, and uh, everybody in the Northeast on Hope FM in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you. We're going to have a great show today. Looking forward to talking to you. Really, that's the the highlight of this program is uh, our opportunities to pray for you, uh, to talk to you, to encourage you, to answer your questions, uh, all from the Word of God. So if you want to join me on the program, the number to call no matter where you are, there's one number for everybody. It's 303-690-3000. Punch that into your phone, 303-690-3000. Give us a call right now with your comment uh, or your question uh, about uh, the Word of God and about Christianity. And uh, if you're listening uh, to this program, of course, uh, on on the East Coast, uh, we're, the program's Calvary Live, and it's live uh, on Grace FM. It's delayed one week on Hope FM. So uh, if you're listening uh, right now, uh, you're actually a week after the program, uh, but you'll, you can still call in, use that number, and we're still here uh, from uh, the same time, uh, four to five mountain time, and uh, depending on uh, whatever time you normally listen to on your station, same time, and uh, you can still call in using that number, but there is a delay uh, on the East Coast, but uh, we still have pastors here uh, Monday through Friday answering your questions on Calvary Live. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and if you prefer, you can actually text uh, your question in as well, though I'd really rather talk to you. It's uh, so much more interesting than uh, than a text, and uh, we can get a lot to, uh, a lot to, uh you know more information and and better answers to questions and uh, in having a conversation just a little bit easier. But I do understand uh, for those who want to text seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We try to answer as many of those text questions on the air as we can, and uh, we do our best to answer all of those, uh, even if we don't get to them on the air, uh, off the air after the program. So if you text us, uh, we'll get you an answer there. And uh, if you call us, uh, certainly uh, if you guys give us a call at the beginning of the program, now it's a little bit easier sometimes, particularly in the second uh, half of the program, the last half hour, it tends to get a little bit busier sometimes. So if you pick up the phone now, uh, you have a, a guaranteed chance, because I can see all of our lines are open, you have a guaranteed chance of, uh, not a guaranteed chance, uh, you'll get through 303-690-3000. Some people are a little bit apprehensive about calling in, I understand that. Uh, however, I guarantee that you will survive the conversation, and uh, you might even enjoy it. Uh, I know we will, and I know the rest of our listeners will. And uh, whatever it is that you, you have a question about, maybe it's something that you're studying from the Word of God right now. Maybe it's something that's been on your mind for a long time. You haven't quite uh, been able to to gain a good understanding of that. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, maybe you're a newer believer or maybe you're a longtime believer, give us a ring here, 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor, as I mentioned, of Calvary Chapel in 
Parker, Colorado, and uh, for those uh, outside the area, that's a suburb of the Denver metro area, uh, but if you are in the uh, Parker, Colorado area, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, if you're not, uh, you can go to our website, and we've got a lot of great resources there for you. Uh, studies through the entire Word of God, Old and New Testament. You can just go there, click on the Messages tab, pick your chapter, and book, chapter, verse, and go through with audio or video uh, at your convenience. Just stream them or download them uh, for listening or watching later on. You can do that at Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com. CalvaryChapelParker.com is the uh, web address. And if you are in the Parker, Colorado area and you want to join us, uh, the next opportunity to do that will be this Sunday. And you can get service times and directions again at our website, CalvaryChapelParker.com, right in the heart of Parker, Parker Road and Main Street. We're near that intersection there. Uh, so it should be easier for you to find us. And if you do come out, make sure, if we haven't had a chance to meet you, especially that you take time to say hi and introduce yourself. Uh, we would love to love to meet you. Hey, let's uh, go to the phones one more time. The number 303-690-3000. And let's go to John in Colorado Springs. John, welcome to the program. Hi. uh, Nice to be on the program. Yeah, it's good to have you. What's on your mind today, John? Uh, Just something I've always struggled with as a believer. I've uh, taken a lot of classes and done research myself and stuff. And there's just so much evidence for the age of the universe. Mm-hmm. and uh, also dinosaurs and all of that. And I just haven't found something that really answers the question for me as far as how old the age of the Earth really is. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's a big issue right now. Not just, not I, I will say this, not just between Christians and unbelievers, but even amongst uh, Christians now, there there is really kind of a, uh, I would say, unfortunately, uh, a strong movement uh, of many toward kind of old earth creationism, or even some who, who claim to be leaving Christ yet are espousing uh, evolution and, and evolutionary ideology. Uh, I, I believe that not only is the Bible very clear uh, on uh, on the age of the earth, uh, but I believe that that is supported uh, by what we see. Uh, there's a great video, if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, we just showed it at the church uh, a few weeks back. It was out in the movie theaters earlier in the year, I think in February. Uh, it's a, I'd recommend it to anybody listening right now, uh, watch it, uh, friends, family members, or maybe even show it in your church uh, if you haven't done so already. It's called, Is Genesis History? history. And it takes a look at, at the very things that uh, you and I are talking about from a variety of perspectives. So if you use Netflix or Amazon or uh, however you, you get your information, you can just go online and actually purchase a DVD copy uh, of the video. I think you can download it as well f- to watch on your computer. But there's a variety of different ways, uh, either through uh, just Googling that or using whatever service you, you, you watch things on. Um, it's called Is Genesis History? It's great. And it goes through a, a lot of the different evidence for a young earth. And, and when we look in the scriptures, uh, we see indications of, of a, an earth being, uh, you know, roughly less than 10,000 years old, uh, roughly right around 6,000 years old when you start looking at the genealogies and, and adding it up and, and, and uh, uh, coming to that conclusion. And so a lot of people say, well, you know, that doesn't match uh, with science. But actually, there's a lot of problems with the way that science is dating the earth today, um, particularly with the dating methods that science uses. Uh, I, I would 
bring up radiometric dating. For example, carbon-14 dating, when they've dated uh, things of known origin and age, they've been off by thousands to millions of years. And that's because the radioactive uh, decay uh, of carbon-14 has not necessarily been constant as is assumed. Neither has uh, potassium argon, rubidium strontium, any of these different uh, methods that are used, which is the the breakdown of one element, uh, radioactive element, into another. And so uh, they're using these to to date uh, organic and inorganic material, and, and and they're they're way off. For example, they've they've dated uh, uh, the results of the Mount St. Helens uh, uh, eruption in the 80s and and come up with uh, things that are uh, thousands of years old, tens of thousands of years old. Well, we know that that just happened uh, a few decades ago. Same thing with lava flows uh, in Hawaii. And so uh, when we look around, there's, there's vast evidence uh, for a young Earth, whether you're looking uh, at the Earth mag- Earth's magnetic field, uh, if that existed uh, uh, millions of years ago and has been decaying at the same rate, no life could have lived upon the Earth uh, much beyond 10,000 years ago. Uh, if you're looking at the size of the sun, of course, the sun is shrinking. The sun would have been far too too large beyond that period of time for life to exist on the earth. Uh, there's uh, the amount, even down to the amount of dust that exists uh, on the moon. Uh, when the lunar module was set to land on the moon, they put very large pads uh, on the landing gear of the lunar module because they, they uh, knew the rate of accumulation of dust on the moon, and therefore there should have been many, many feet of dust on the moon if the earth was built, you know, four and a half billion years old, but they only found a couple of inches uh, of lunar dust uh, on the moon. If you start looking at uh, the erosion in the Grand Canyon and, and, and so many other things, there's just uh, so much evidence uh, for a young earth. I've just, just scratched the surface with you. Yes, I've uh, heard a lot of the evidence that you've talked about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess but a lot of the problem for me is just uh, everything is stated is factual on the other end of the spectrum, and there is a lot of evidence on that side as well concerning the age of the earth. So, I mean, uh, I've, I've watched a lot of videos of Kent Hovind. He has some pretty interesting stuff as well. If you heard yes. Him. But, um, yeah, there's there's just so much information out there. It's like, well, what? I don't know. It's, I guess I'm always back and forth. No, yeah. There's something more concrete. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't suffer from the same issue that you have. When I, I don't think that there's factual information on the other side. In fact, I would say uh, that it takes far more faith to be an, a- an atheist and an evolutionist uh, than it does to be a Christian. In other words, when you look at the evidence, uh, what makes sense is what the Bible has to say. So we're all looking at the same evidence. The issue is, is how do you interpret that evidence? Uh, do you interpret it from an ideology uh, or do you deter- interpret it uh, from what the facts say? And as a Christian, I prefer to d- interpret it from what the facts say and what makes the most logical sense. And that happens to correspond uh, also to what the Word of God has to say. So it's not a matter of me accepting something by faith that is denied uh, by the world that I see around me. Quite the contrary. I think that that's the problem that the evolutionist has. And so uh, I-, I would suggest a couple more resources for you that you can spend some time in. You may have already spent some time there. Uh, there there's uh, Institute for Creation Research, icr.org. Uh, there's also uh, one of my favorites, Ken Ham in Answers in Genesis. Uh, and uh, they have a, a wealth of articles on their site on any subject that you might be researching uh, at the time. And uh, so you can go and you can find very 
very scholarly, as well as uh, also uh, oftentimes they have uh, articles for the layperson as well. And so um, if you tend to prefer something more detailed and scholarly, which it sounds like you do, uh, you you have that option in a lot of cases for those out there that might be thinking, you know, uh, I struggle with some of the information that they're giving. They tend to have some, some more uh, layman's articles that uh, cover the same information, uh, but in, in, a, in a way that somebody that doesn't have that same kind of background uh, can understand a little bit more easily. So uh, they do a great job uh, there as well and, and uh, uh, great resources. If you want, you can go through also. Uh, we, we're actually at Calvary Chapel Parker. We're, we just started uh, the, the, the Bible over again, teaching through the Word of God. And so we just started in the Old Testament once again. And so we're now in the eighth uh, chapter. Well, we're going to be in the ninth chapter of Genesis this weekend. Uh, but you can go back and watch uh, hours of, of studies in our early studies, uh, particularly Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3, and then when we get into chapters 6, 7, and 8, uh, dealing with the flood. And, and of course, those are the most disputed in terms of the topics that you're talking about, uh, the creation of man, uh, and also whether or not there was a worldwide deluge, uh, such as the flood, and what effect that that had. And so we go into great detail and evidence in, in those messages as well. Okay, thanks a lot for the information. Yeah, you bet. Do you have uh, any, any, I don't want to cut you off early. Do you have any specific uh, follow-up questions or anything like that I can help you with before you go? Um, not really that I could think of offhand. Uh, you, you threw a lot at me. Okay. So that was helpful. I tried to take some notes of the resources that you're talking about. I'll definitely take a look at those. Yeah, there's one more I want to throw out to you, too, and uh, it's by one of my favorite authors, Dr. Norman Geisler. Uh, he's written a book called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, and uh, while he would differ, he and I would differ on a few things, uh, I think that, uh, that you'll find that book uh, particularly interesting as well. He gets into a lot of philosophical things uh, about God and, and evidence for God, uh, but also he does uh, get into cosmology uh, as well in that book, and it's fascinating. All right, great. I'll check it out. Thank you. It, you bet. And that's, uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, uh, Dr. Norman Geisler, G-E-I-S-L-E-R. Okay. Hey, God bless you, John. All right, you too. Thank you. You betcha. Hey, folks, if you want to join me on the program like John there, appreciate that. Uh, why don't you give me a call here, Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Appreciate all of you listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming and all of you listening on Hope FM. Thanks for tuning in in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. How about calling in, though, and joining me here on the program? I'm Jason Vandeveer, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information about our fellowship, Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com And how about joining me on this program, 303-690-3000. I mentioned to John as we were, we were talking about uh, evidence uh, for a young earth and evidence for the biblical account uh, of creation. And uh, we will be continuing actually this Sunday at Calvary Chapel Parker uh, in the ninth chapter of the book of Genesis. If you want to come on out and join us, uh, it's going to be a, a, a great time uh, once again in the Word of God as we get into Noah and the descendants of Noah and and God's covenant and God's commands to Noah after the flood, after he has left the ark. This past week, if you want to catch that message in Genesis chapter 8, it's a message called 
Resurrection Ground. You can get it uh, on uh, at CalvaryChapelParker.com, Genesis chapter 8, where we talk about the floodwaters uh, receding and the command for Noah to leave the ark and Noah's sacrifice. And if you want to get into the flood, chapters 6, 7, and 8, you can watch all of those messages. Or as I mentioned to John, if you want to go all the way back to the beginning of Genesis, chapters 1, 2, and 3, and get our messages uh, on those sections of Scripture, and particularly on creation, uh, I encourage you to do so. How about joining me on the program, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Chris in Denver. Chris, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good, thank you. I just uh, wanted to add a quick thing um, in regards to uh, the age of the earth and kind of how it was presented to me and how I've heard it presented over the air and uh, basically how Pastor Ed pro- uh, presents it. I think it's uh, uh, very well, if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a paraphrase, but he basically, um, I, I'm paraphrasing it, but what he basically says is that um, regarding the age of the earth, not everything is um, has a, a, a birth per se, what he means by that is if you take the account of Genesis, Adam wasn't brought into the world, as far as we know, as a baby. He was brought into the world as a man. So there's a past behind that that, um, that God has basically um, created, but the beginning as we know it was he was be- beginning as a man. And how that correlates to the earth is, is that, and again, I'm totally paraphrasing that, it says it much better than me, um, but basically, the way that it correlates to the earth is that, um, you know, God can do whatever He wants. So why couldn't He have created the earth six thousand years ago, but yet it have a history of millions of years? Does that make sense? I understand what you're saying. I, I would agree and disagree with certain aspects of that. Uh, I think the evidence, actually, in terms of the earth, is for a very young earth, not a not an earth of millions of years. However, when we look at Adam, you're absolutely correct. Adam and Eve were, were created in maturity. So the, the first baby that was uh, ever on earth was actually uh, their son, Cain. And uh, that's the first first baby ever born. And so, so yes, absolutely. Adam and Eve created in maturity. The universe created right. certainly in maturity because, you know, we're, we, see, we see light from stars uh, that are millions of light years away. Right, the right. The, fur- the furthest stars that we can even see with the telescopes that we have. Well, how does that light arrive here if it's millions of, of, of light years away? And the answer is, is that God created it in maturity, and in those instances, he, he created it in maturity for a purpose. You, you can't know, you can't appreciate, you can't navigate and utilize the benefits of those stars or, or use them for, for days and for seasons unless you can see the light from those stars, though they be very far away. And so, yeah, right. absolutely, in, in certain respects, I would gr- agree completely with, with what you're talking about. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that that's, you know, I'm not speaking for Pastor Ed, I'm not saying that's how he believes, I'm just saying, for argument's sake, that's kind of mm-hmm. how he, you know, tied it into where, hey, something could be 6,000 years old, but have a history of millions of years old, because God's God, and God can do whatever God wants to do. Yeah, so. and... And there's usually a reason when God does do something like that. There, there's a reason. It's not arbitrary. And right. and 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 so uh, yeah, I, I I understand exactly what you're talking about. And and I think that it's uh, um, definitely a relevant part of the argument and and important, uh, especially in in certain cases, especially the ones the two that we talked about. Sure. And, and you know, the, the kind of the last thing that I'd like to add is that mm-hmm. you know it's it's real easy, especially for us as believers, to get tripped up on what the world considers fact, and, 
you know, the, the world system is, is against us as believers, and it's going to use everything in its power to, to pull us away from the Lord. And it's, and, and, and you know, science being, um, you know, of course, science was created by God, but, you know, science is, is just another tool of the enemy that they're going to use to try to pull, pull, away from our, pull us away from our faith. So I would just, you know, I would just caution people that, you know, it, it sure, it may on the surface look like, hey, these facts are, you know, working against, they go against what the Bible says, but the Bible is the infallible truth of God, and it's never, it, 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 it's never been uh, refuted as anything but facts. So I just would, you know, would caution people that, you know, just because the world system says that it's fact doesn't mean it's so. Yeah, and and I think that that you make a very good point, and and what people need to to realize, especially believers, is is that Christianity and science aren't aren't mutually exclusive and contradictory to one another. In other words, when you when you become a believer, when you walk into the church, when you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you don't have to check your brain at the door. In fact, I encourage you Absolutely. not to. And Absolutely. and I would suggest to you that while the majority of people dis- would disagree with you and I. Um, that doesn't mean that the greatest scholarship and evidence is on their side. And so I encourage you to go out. You know, there's Bill Nye the Science Guy. Watch the debates between Ken Ham and Bill Nye the Science Guy uh, and, and let me know what you think. Watch the debates between William Lane Craig uh, and, uh, and Stephen Hawking and, and right. let, me know, let me know what, what you think. Uh, I think that you'll start to realize that, that, that the bulk of reason and rational thought and, and uh, the weight of the evidence actually leans toward what we believe. Not necessarily the bulk of opinions, but the bulk of the evidence. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. I pre- thank you very much for your time, Pastor. I appreciate it. God bless you so much. I appreciate you contributing and give us a call. A call here, uh, Chris. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, folks, if you want to join me, 303-690-3000. Jason Vandeveer here. Let's uh, take another call. Let's go to Amber in Longmont. Amber, uh, welcome to the program. Welcome to Calvary Life. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I just first, I just wanted to give a little praise to the Lord. Um, for a long time now, I've been lifting up some loved ones of mine in prayer, asking that the Lord open their heart, that they, you know, my loved ones seek His wisdom, and you know, kind of move out of. Uh, I, I was raised predominantly Catholic, and uh, mm-hmm. so was the rest of my family. Then, uh, specifically, my mother. Um, she, I mean, the Lord is, uh, to say the least, he, He's been answering my prayers. She's seeking Excellent. Jesus Christ, she's seeking a relationship, and I'm just so happy about it, and I just want to lift that up in prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, let's... Um, so, I'm sorry? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Um, and then my question was, um, given, you know, my the whole situation with my mother, um, the two of us, we're really kind of looking for a church to call home. We, mm-hmm. we want to be a part of a church, and I wanted to know if you had any solid recommendations. Yeah, and where, what, are you in Longmont? Is that what I'm, I'm gathering here? From- uh, yeah, well, my mom lives in Frederick, and I live uh, uh, Erie, so it's, it's all kind of the Longmont area, I guess, if you want to... Okay, let me gi- y- yep, let me give you several churches, and uh, you can decide, uh, you know, which which ones are are closest to you. Maybe you'll you'll visit a few of them and see uh, where you okay. fit in. But uh, in in Longmont, there's uh, Whitefields Community Church, uh, and uh, they're uh, WhitefieldsChurch.com. So Whitefields. Okay. Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, whitefieldschurch.com. Uh, there's Calvary Chapel of Longmont, 
And that's their web address as well, calvarychapellongmont.com. Okay. Um, right. Then a little bit, uh, Berthoud's probably pretty close to you as well. Uh, there's, uh, there's Calvary Chapel uh, Berthoud and their uh, calvarybirthed.com. And okay. uh, then, uh, I don't know if Louisville is convenient, but there's Calvary Boulder Valley in Louisville. Okay, so. well, several options. That's perfect. And uh, yeah. if I could just uh, request prayer for for continuance, uh, you know, continue for the blessings to come, I guess. Yeah, and so let's be specific. So, so prayer for you and for your mom's a believer now, right? That's what you're saying? Yes. Yep, yes. and and you have some unbelievers, though, in your family you've been praying for also? My husband, yes. I mean, yes, my husband. Okay, well, let's let's go ahead and pray right now. Father, I just thank you so much for Amber. I just pray that you would continue to be with her and her mom. We, we thank you that they know you and that they're walking with you, and we do pray that they would continue to grow uh, in the knowledge of you and, uh, and that you would just bring forth uh, just amazing fruit uh, by the power of your Spirit uh, in and through their lives. Lord, that you would connect them uh, with that uh, fellowship that you have for them in their area where they can go and, and uh, they can grow and they can fellowship and they can serve and they can commune with you and I just pray that you just lead them to that church that you have for them where they can study your word and where they can worship you and that you would connect them to that fellowship very soon. Uh, even this weekend, Lord, that they would just uh, that it would just uh, be able to happen for them, and you would lead them to the right place by your Spirit. And Lord, I do pray for Amber's husband. I pray for uh, his salvation. Uh, Lord, I just pray for the gift of faith, and uh, for you to just continue to water those seeds that have been planted in his heart and cause him to surrender his life and uh, and give his life to you. Whatever is hindering that, Lord, we just pray that it, that it be removed and cast into the sea, Lord, and that you would just uh, uh, work in this man's life and. And, and just draw him to you and give him that gift of salvation and pour out your grace upon him. And Lord, I thank you that you put Amber in his life and uh, Lord, that he has someone constantly around him, praying for him, uh, sharing with him, uh, loving him and showing him the love of Christ. And I pray for Amber that you would just continue to give her uh, that, that patience and that gentle spirit and the right words to speak and to know the wisdom to know when to speak and, and when not to. And I pray that, uh, that, that all those that she knows, friends and family members and, and those that she's lifting up in prayer, Lord, that you would just draw them to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. God bless. Yes, thank you so much for your call, Amber. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Caesar in Denver. Uh, Caesar, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I just wanted to share something that uh, I believe God... I don't know, revealed to me. Um, okay. You know how Jesus spit on the ground and made mud? Mm-hmm. And spit on the guy's eyes mm-hmm. and, and healed him? Yep. Well, in Numbers 517, it talks about getting a clay pot, putting right. holy water in it, and then sprinkling dust from the tabernacle in it, mm-hmm. right, to heal. So right there, he says, he looks, he says, look at my life. Right? And so right there, he's what makes the dirt holy. He makes the water holy. He made, so if they were really looking, they would see if, if they were, if their mind was on, if they, if they were really on the Word of God, they would have seen everything he did. The other thing he shows is that pool of Bethesda, where mm-hmm. on, on a special season, on one season of the year, it says that, uh, they believe the angel from the Lord came down to disturb the water. 
Yeah, actually, daily. Daily. Was healed, Mm -hmm. right? The first person in, yep. Like the first person. Yep. And the guy that was sitting there for how many years? 30. God went to him. What did God ask him? Yeah. Hey, why you, let's. Why, why haven't you got to the water? We're going to get. We're, we're going to get cut off here, but so. Yeah, Caesar, 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 but. Yeah, Caesar, we're we're going to get cut off here, but I'm not trying to be rude to you, but we're we're going to come up uh, on a commercial here. So uh, do me a favor, just let me know. Uh, well, you know what? Why don't we do this? We'll pick it up uh, right after after the break. No, okay, it's okay, Caesar. It's yep. okay. He pointed out their hearts. He said, yep. "Look at that. That's what he's pointing out. Their hearts." This yep. guy waited for 30 years. So everybody right. around that pool, look at their hearts. They were on themselves, not on God. Not on that man who waited 30 years. He should have been in line first. All right, Caesar. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate your call and I appreciate the points uh, that you've made uh, about Jesus. Certainly, uh, people. Sh- there's a lot of things that uh, evidence who Jesus was, and uh, I think there's a connection between that Numbers five seventeen passage that you mentioned. Hey, folks, you're listening to uh, Calvary Live. Jason Vandiver here with you. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We got to take a, a break, uh, but we're going to be taking more calls right after this. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome back. Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. Uh, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information about our fellowship, calvarychapelparker.com. Appreciate all of you listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming. And those of you listening one week later, as you'll hear this show uh, a week after uh, it's recorded live uh, in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania on Hope FM, we appreciate all of you. And no matter where uh, you're listening, you can always call in when this program's on the air, 303-690-3000. And uh, let's go to Desiree in Thornton. Desiree, uh, welcome to the program. Oh, we lost Desiree. That's okay. We've got some uh, other callers here. Let's go to Melissa uh, in Denver. Melissa, welcome to Calvary Live. Um, good afternoon, Pastor. Blessings to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Yeah. I've always had this question. Um, I am Christian, and now that I know the Lord, I I want to know if there's something in the Bible. Or there's a verse in the uh, in the Bible that talks about. If you if you know if you lost a family member mm-hmm. um, and you go you're one of them persons that like to go visit mm-hmm. their their you know grave for their birthdays or holidays isn't there something that talks about that is that right or is that no, wrong to do no that that's uh, so the Bible does not uh, prohibit that the only thing in the Bible that that comes close to that uh, was in Israel and only for the high priest. And so uh, the high priest was not to uh, he was not to mourn uh, for the dead. He 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 was not to uh, shave his head or or tear his clothes or attend any kind of funeral procession or anything like that. And the reason for that you can find that in the book of Leviticus. The reason for that was because the the anointing of oil of the Lord was upon him, and he was to be focused on life and eternal life and the worship and the service of the Lord and the 
the house of the Lord. So uh, the only thing that, that comes close to that, and of course that, that wouldn't apply to us at all in the church, uh, it was only in Israel and only for the high priest. And only the only other thing that's close to that too was also uh, for uh, 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 the other priests uh, during their their consecration as well. But uh, other than that, no, there there's nothing in the Bible that indicates that that you as a believer, or you as a Christian, uh, can't attend a funeral, can't visit the graves uh, of of uh, loved ones or or anything like that. There's no pr- prohibition against that, or, or no prohibition uh, for that in the scripture. Okay, so. As what my understanding is, so there's nothing wrong with going and just leaving flowers on that person's, you know, birthday or for holidays, whatever. No, I would encourage you to do it, you know, as long as you understand, you know, there's not, there, you know, there's no communicating with the dead. There's no right. sense in which, you know, the dead are watching over you or doing good things for you or anything like that. It's just a matter if you if you're paying respects and you have some sort of, you know, it, it, it's your connection. I, I get that and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Okay. Well, you really answered my question. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that. And and, uh, and like I said, there's a, a couple passages, Leviticus 21, and, I believe, and uh, there's an earlier passage in Leviticus about that as well. But uh, So that's what I was referencing. Okay? Okay, well, thank you very much for your time. You betcha. God bless you, Melissa. God Take care. You. Yep. Hey, let's go to Mandy in Greeley, Colorado. Mandy, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I just had a quick question. So, sure. um, on Facebook and in the news and everything like that, there's a little town in Oklahoma, I believe, that are um, experimenting with chipping their employees with like yeah, a, Wis- sorry, Wisconsin. Sorry, I don't get their letters right. I think it's RDIS chip. Yep. And um, this is to like take place with like credit cards and to open doors and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, is that considered like the mark of the beast? Yeah, so short like pretty much all of your information in this little chip. Right. Short answer is no. Um, the the company that you're referencing is in uh, Northwest uh, Wisconsin, actually. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm I'm familiar with the story that you're talking about. It's very in- it's a fascinating story. Um, there's there's more to the answer than that, though. And 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 I think that you'll find it interesting. Um, you're you're absolutely right. For those that haven't read the article or are not familiar with with what we're talking about, Melissa, um, there the 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 chip basically goes uh, between uh, your thumb and your index finger, kind of in the top of the hand in that flesh, fleshy area there. It's injected. Uh, it's about the size of a grain of rice. It doesn't have GPS or anything like that. Uh, it simply has a microchip that'll allow them, like you said, to access uh, doors, you know, uh, key card doors and make purchases from their company cafeteria and also log on to certain devices uh, within their company. That's how they're using it. There was another company earlier uh, this year in Sweden uh, I believe it was in Sweden that was also doing the same thing. So there's these two companies now, to my knowledge, that that are the only two, at least, that have been publicized that uh, that are doing this. And uh, a lot of people have questions about that. Uh, there's an article at CBN.com, Christian Broadcasting Network.com, about it, and people are saying, "Well, this is the mark of the beast," and so forth. And and what I would say about this is, this is not the mark of the beast, but certainly this shows us how we get to that point during the Great Tribulation. Obviously. Obviously, as believers, we won't believe, be here.
here. We will be either dead in Christ and, and with the Lord and then resurrected at that time or raptured with the church, in first, as First Thessalonians 4 talks about. Uh, but during the Great Tribulation in Revelation 13, we see the mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast is very specific, not a microchip, uh, but it is the number of the beast's name, 666 as it's calculated, on a person's right hand or on their forehead, allowing them to buy and to sell. And so uh, what I would say is that the way that our culture's going with you know, the desire to put medical information on microchips and put it on people and with, you know, identity theft and credit card theft and all this, you can see how the culture, uh, the world is moving in a direction where it will not only be developing but but ready to accept uh, the, the implementation of something like that that certainly could have uh, a, a technological aspect to it. So I don't believe that this is the mark of the beast. We're, we're not in the Great Tribulation right now so and it and it doesn't fit what the Bible describes as the mark of the beast but certainly we are moving in a direction and this shows us that 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 in the world we're moving in the direction where that becomes likely and and where that will take place yeah that's what I was kind of thinking along the lines of 666 like yeah I know it's something that you know because the the Antichrist or whoever is supposed to like bring world peace and everybody, um, you know, it's supposed to like be something that the world thinks is like cool. Like um, I remember like back when like um, when homosexual when when gay marriage like was legalized and mm-hmm. um, everybody on Facebook, you know, posted the pride um, symbols and stuff like that. Right, like, right, the rainbow and yes. You know, Christians are kind of like, eh. So, yeah. like, I figure, like, the mark of the beast to be something, like, the world is excited about, you know, kind of trendy and stuff. And, and um, you know, the Christians who know better, you know, will know that that's not right. Yeah, yeah. Well, those that come to faith in Jesus Christ during the Great Tribulation are going to resist it, and they they will know better. Um, the world, whether it accepts it in force, because we know that that is a time where the rule and reign of the Antichrist is one that is done of force, and whether they accept it out of force or, or whether they accept it because it is something that is attractive uh, to them for a variety of reasons, or whether it's a combination of that, depending on the person, it's it's difficult to say entirely, but we know that, that the vast majority uh, of the world at that time, except those believers who come to Christ during the Great Tribulation are going to accept that mark. And they're going to, and it won't be something that you can accidentally accept. You, you'll know what you're doing. And the Bible makes okay. that clear. Yeah, the Bible okay. makes that very clear. Yeah, I just find it all very fascinating. I know it's kind of weird, sure. but no, the no, end I, times yeah. are really fascinating to me. So I, I think it's exciting as a believer because we look at these things and 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 we see that that the return of Jesus Christ is very near, and and that excites me, and it should. I, I think it should excite everybody. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. You betcha. I, I appreciate the call, uh, Mandy. Take care. Hey, let's go to, uh, first of all, 303-690-3000. If you want to join me, we've got Desiree back. Uh, Desiree uh, from Thornton, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you doing, Pastor? Doing really well. Thanks for thanks for calling us back. Thank you. Um, I was calling to see if you could say a prayer. And first of all, thank our Father God and Jesus' beautiful, mighty name. Say a prayer for the world, for all our brothers and sisters, and for the lost. Mm, definitely. Is there anything else before I, before I start praying that you want me to include in that prayer? Or? Just I 
thank you. I am just so thankful that the Lord is blessing us, you know, for having the beautiful gospel on the radio live. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Well, let's praise the Lord together. Father, we just come before you. I thank, for, thank you for Desiree and for prompting her to call in and to, to remind us just to stop and to thank you. Lord, certainly we don't do that enough. And we just praise you. Uh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, without whom uh, we would have no hope uh, in this world or in this life or in eternity. And so, Lord, we just thank you for sending your son uh, to uh, give his life for us, to bear uh, our sin uh, upon his shoulders, upon the cross, and that by his stripes uh, we are healed. And we thank you that we have a future and a hope uh, in your Son, and in Jesus Christ, that we are no longer strangers, that we are no longer estranged from God, but that we have been reconciled, and we are friends, and we are children of God, and heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so we, we greatly look forward to that, and we pray, we desire for, as you do, Lord, that all men be saved, and that, that, uh, that none would perish. And so we pray according to your will for the salvation of friends and for the salvation of loved ones and co-workers and, and neighbors and family members and, uh, and people we don't know uh, across this nation and around the world. And we, we pray uh, for the preservation of your people and your church. We know, uh, Lord Jesus, that you have said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against your church. And so, again, we pray according to your will for the sustaining of those who serve you, for the sustaining of those who love you, for the sustaining and protection and strength of those who, who preach your gospel. And we thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you are not uh, without witness in this generation, that you work powerfully through believers, that you work powerfully through this radio station and others and magazines and, and, and the internet and books and all sorts of mediums. And we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You as well. Thanks for your call, Desiree. And let's go to Mike in Saxville, Maryland. Uh, Mike's listening to last week's program uh, and Pastor Ed uh, talking about uh, Christians uh, smoking marijuana. And he had something he wanted to say about that program that he's hearing uh, in Maryland. Mike, welcome to the program. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with, with what he was saying about stopping and smoking marijuana if you smoke marijuana. I'm uh, a... Uh, I'm a Catholic, and I've been—I uh, was born and raised in the Catholic school. I go to church every Sunday or whatever, and uh, <clears throat> you know, honestly, when I was a teenager, I smoked a lot of dope, and I didn't really—you know—was a knucklehead or whatever. But mm -hmm. afterwards, in my twenties, after I had my first child, I wouldn't—I would only smoke on the weekends, Friday night or Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And you know, and uh, I actually did that more as a as a meditation, and I felt like it brought me closer to God. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter what you think happens. What matters is what the Bible has to say, and the Bible says very clearly, Galatians chapter five, verse nineteen. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery. The words pharmakia, hatred contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. He goes on, envy, murmurs, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. There are medications uh, that, that have uh, an effect on your mind. Uh, marijuana is certainly one of them, and that's why people smoke it. Uh, it uh, opens you up which you don't, may or may not realize, it opens you up to a spiritual realm. And that's why the word that's actually drug use 
is translated sorcery. And those drugs that have that effect that aren't for a medical purpose uh, in your life, and by the way, people say medical marijuana, there's plenty of alternatives to, to medical marijuana. The Bible says that, that if that's part of your life and you're practicing, regardless of whether what religion you, you grew up in, regardless of what you think, what you feel, what the Bible says is you will not inherit the kingdom of God, period. So, okay, so then you're saying that, you know, if I'm a good Catholic and I do everything right, I follow the Ten Commandments, but I smoke weed on the weekends, then I'm not going to get into heaven? Yes, I am saying that, because being a good Catholic and living by the Ten Commandments is not how a person's saved. Where does it say that in the Scripture, that you're saved by keeping the Ten Commandments and being a good Catholic? Jesus, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus said, Those who love me keep my commandments. Not the Ten Commandments, but, but what Jesus taught in the New Testament. So, true, true, let, me fin let me finish. Yeah. True faith in Jesus Christ is borne out that, that you live according to his word, but you're still, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, saved by grace through faith, not because you're Catholic and, and not because you keep the Ten Commandments. Because, first of all, you don't keep the Ten Commandments. Because why? Because you can't. You're physically incapable. It, Jesus wouldn't have had to come if you could keep the Ten Commandments. Well, now, what makes you think I can't keep the Ten Commandments? Because I know, have you ever lied? Yes. So you ha you've already broken them? Yes, I have broken, but I penance. Yeah, right? but I you... I go in you, and I go to confession, and I penance, you, and then I try my... not to lie. Right, so now, here's the, the point. Lord knows, the Lord knows that we're all human. The Lord knows we're all going to make mistakes, and the Lord knows, yeah, we're right. not supposed to commit adultery. We're not even supposed to think about it. But the thought pops in your head so quick, you know, you know, the evil's around you, and it just goes right in, and we have to be strong enough to recognize what's going in our mind, block here's the, it, here's the problem. prayer, and push it right out. Here's the problem, Mike. You, you mentioned penance. There's nowhere in the Scripture where the idea that you can pay for your sin is found. Again, if you can pay for your sin, Jesus didn't have to come. He didn't have to die. There's no such thing as you doing penance. Now, I thought Jesus died on the cross for us because that was the ultimate sacrifice. Now, you, you thought that... that we, we, we didn't have to go and sacrifice to the church anymore. No, you just... Why, th isn't that why he spilled his blood on the cross, so that we wouldn't have to spill blood at the altar anymore? No. Jesus, Jesus is the sacrifice for your sins. I, I, I think there's too much here and error in your doctrine right now for me to be able to, to resolve in, in the next few minutes uh, with you. But, but I would say this, Mike... You need to get into a good Bible-teaching church because, unfortunately, the Catholic doctrine that you're espousing is not scriptural. It's Catholic, and, I, and I'm familiar with it, and we could, you and I, if we had the time, could spend a lot of time talking about it, um, but, it but it's not scriptural. You, you don't have a, a basic understanding uh, of how we're saved, and we're saved by grace through faith, faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He shed his blood on the cross for our sins. He bore our sins that uh, we might be the righteousness of God, Paul says in Corinthians, in him. There's no penance that you can do. You won't find anywhere in the scriptures that there's anything you can do about your sin other, than, re other than receive the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So, so going to confession, by the way, that's not a, a, a scriptural concept, going to a priest and, 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 and confessing. So going to confession and, and saying so many our fathers or, or, or doing some other form of, of penance, it's not a scriptural concept. You you won't find it in scripture. And if you could do that, then Jesus didn't have to die. Uh, I think I think so. Wait, you're you're Christian, right? This is a Christian radio. Absolutely. Okay. See, I think where it gets twisted is why he died on the cross. Because I believe it was 
that was the ultimate sacrifice. That's what it says right there in the Bible, isn't that? Show, show, what verse? What verse? For the world? What 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 verses are you going to, and and how are you understanding those things? Because I, I don't and know. If I had a Bible right in front of me right now, I'd pull it out. But I just got off of work and I'm on my way home. I just heard this on the radio and I wanted to call in and touch base. Well, you're basing your salvation on something that you should know without a Bible in front of you. I'm telling you what the Bible says, and and you should know these things all day long. The things you're saying are not in the Scripture. That 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 you can do penance and pay for your sin, that's not a scriptural concept. If you can give me a scripture for that, I'll ha- I'm happy to talk to you about it. But it, yeah, doesn't ex- it, it doesn't exist. What does exist is, is that Jesus died for your sins. And that's the only way. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. He's the, right, he's the only... And I believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, but you believe in Jesus so Christ and sin, works. If- if I sin, then, then what happens? Let's say I, I just lied to my boss. I told him that I was sick yesterday, but I really wasn't, and I was just scooping off. So now yeah. I lied to my boss. Now how do I ask for forgiveness from that? The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, so who and do I we, need to confess my sins to? You confess your sins to God. All right. No, nowhere in Scripture are you told to confess your sin to a priest. Okay, no, I'm cool with that. I agree with that. Yeah, and and, and I and here's what I find. I, you sound like a, a really reasonable guy, Mike. I I think that that, and I'm I'm familiar with with Catholic doctrine. I have a lot of Catholic friends. I've had a lot of opportunities over the years to just have conversations w- with Catholics. And I would just encourage you to to uh, find a, a Bible teaching church. Uh, and and begin attending there and begin studying the scriptures uh, because that's one thing that doesn't typically happen. You learn Catholic doctrine uh, in the church, but a lot of times Catholic doctrine is contrary to the Word of God. Well, we don't disagree. Like we don't disagree up, with everything. Yeah, Catholic we don't disagree. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a practicing Catholic because I haven't sure. been to a church in I don't know how long. I know yeah. that I love Jesus. I know that I love God, and that I know I, I do the, try to do the right thing every day. Yeah. But we all make mistakes. We're all human, and he knows that. Otherwise, he oh, no. made us machines, right? Well, no disagreement there that we all sin, and that's why we need a Savior. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think with you, uh, you sound like a reasonable person, and you also sound like a person that's, uh, that's open to teaching. And so that's why I would encourage you, um, you know, to go somewhere, a Bible teaching church in your area, uh, in Maryland. If you go to Calvary Chapel Association, uh, dot com, Calvary Chapel Association dot com, punch in your town and you can find a Calvary Chapel, uh, near, near your area. Hey, uh, I've got to, uh, I've got to run. Let me, uh, let me pray for you, Mike. Father, I just thank you for Mike. I just pray that you'd bless him, Lord, that you'd lead him to a, a good Bible teaching church, uh, where he can get answers to his questions. Lord, I thank you that, uh, that he loves you and I pray that you would just, uh, grow him in the knowledge of you, uh, that you would just bless him, you'd be with him. Uh, but again, just lead him to a place where he can fellowship, he can worship, and uh, where he can continue to be taught and grow in his relationship with you. Lord, we love you and we thank you, and we know that uh, you love Mike. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, Mike. Hey, I gotta run. Let's go to Mark, also in Maryland. Mark, welcome to the program. Hello. Hey, Mark, welcome to the program. How you doing today? Hey, hi, I'm fine, I'm fine. Thank you, uh, Thank you for taking my call. I just, I just talked. I just uh, listened to that, the guy uh, Mike that you had from Maryland. I yeah, just want to oh. let everybody know that, that Mike and Mark are two completely different <laughs> people. Mike, <laughs> so, just 
Mike, you know, Mike. And, I, and I just uh, I just wanted um I just called in to get prayer for uh my pastor and my church, uh Calvary Chapel of Ellicott City, um, Maryland. Okay. Because um, we just we just uh got a new a new home, a new church home and we're gonna be in Columbia now. And okay. I, I believe it's uh when this uh when this broadcast is being aired over here in Maryland. Yeah. Uh, that weekend I think we're going over there. So um so please uh can can you just uh have a moment of prayer for us? Please? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you and you said it was Calvary Chapel in and how did you say the town? It got cut off a little bit. Ellicott? Yes. Calvary okay. Chapel of Ellicott City. Okay, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for Mark calling in for prayer and for Calvary Chapel there in Ellicott City. And I pray for their their move, Lord, and this new facility that they're going to be in. Uh, Lord, I just pray even now, Lord, that you would sanctify it. You'd set it apart for your glory, that you would just uh, protect that place and just pour out your spirit upon it. That when people come in there, Lord, that they're, uh, that when the body of Christ comes together there, that, that you work powerfully by your spirit through them. And, uh, Lord, that you would just uh, work in a powerful way. Bless their pastor, bless the, the, all of the servants in the church, all of the people of that fellowship, all the people that are going to come to that fellowship in that new location. We just pray that you'd work in a powerful way. We pray that you would just lead many to Jesus Christ uh, through that fellowship, that you would provide for their needs, that you would protect them, and that you would be glorified in them. And we thank you for them, Lord. And we thank you for Mark. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless thank you, Mark. You. Yeah. Appreciate you. Pastor Dan Sexton and Calvary Chapel, Excellent. God bless you and God bless Pastor Pastor Dan Sexton out there. And uh, and uh, God bless everybody listening next week and go out and check out uh, Calvary Chapel in Ellicott City, uh, Maryland. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you, brother. Hey, let's go right, to. You bet. 303 Well, we got another Maryland caller. Let's go to Lynette uh, in Maryland. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? Thanks for waiting. I'm doing well. Um, I just called to um, say that my prayer goes out to the families in Aurora who are grieving for the loss of their loved ones in the movie theater um, mm. incident. So yeah. um, I just wanted to say my prayers go out to the family. Also, I want to say how much I um, am blessed by the radio broadcast. I listen to it every day. Thank you. And I'm just really blessed by um, the teaching of God's Word and listening to the different people all over calling mm-hmm. in. And I just wanted to say, keep doing what you're doing. My prayer goes out to all the pastors who come on, and it's just really been a blessing for me as a um, Christian woman looking for, you know, just kind of to saturate my life with the Word, mm-hmm. and I can do that with your radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. Well, we just first of all we appreciate uh, we appreciate you guys uh, listening in because um, you know you are really uh, what this program and this station, especially uh, these stations, Grace FM and Hope FM, are, are, are really all about. You know, we we uh, are a part of this, and those stations exist um, because of you. And to be able to to fellowship with you in a different way and to minister uh, to you, so we appreciate listening in, appreciate you calling in, and I just want to say especially uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, you know, personally, uh, I I appreciate that so much, and, and your encouragement and your encouraging spirit and and heart. Well, thank you so much. Just be blessed, and um, I'll continue to listen and continue to call in. Well, appreciate it, Lynette. God bless you there in in Maryland. Thank you. Bless you as well. 
Hey, folks, uh, I want to take a, a text question here from Matthew. And Matthew asks the question, what does it mean to be God-fearing? He thinks of God in terms of love and mercy and forgiveness, uh, just having difficulty, though, also wrapping his head around uh, what it means to be God-fearing. Matthew, thanks for, for your text question. And uh, in the 110th Psalm, 111th Psalm, the 10th verse, uh, well, the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord in many places, but this is one of my favorite verses on that subject, Psalm 111, 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding of all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord, a, a lot of times when, when people are struggling to understand the fear of the Lord, it's their definition of the word fear. It, it's not a, a fear in terms of, of terror it's not uh, fear in, in terms of you know, great apprehension uh, or something that would drive us away, uh, but the fear of the Lord is a healthy respect, uh, a healthy respect and an understanding of the holiness and the power of God. And the Bible says here in this passage that I just quoted to you from Psalm 111, it says that it is the, is the beginning of wisdom. There's a lot of things that, that, that help me in my relationship with the Lord. Uh, understanding God's love for me helps me in my relationship with the Lord. Understanding God's sacrifice uh, for me helps me in my relationship and my walk with the Lord. But also my, my fear and respect and understanding of the awesome power and holiness of God helps me in my relationship with the Lord. It, it, it causes me to approach God uh, in the way that I ought to approach Him. It, it, it keeps my life at certain times uh, in, in a proper place uh, in terms of holiness and my walk with the Lord. Uh, so that's why uh, the psalmist, one of the reasons why the psalmist calls it uh, the beginning of wisdom and says a good understanding of all those who do His commandments. So uh, when I, we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're talking about a, a respect and an understanding understanding uh, of the power of God that helps keep us in a right relationship. It's kind of like a respect that you have uh, for your father. Hopefully you have that and you have, uh, you know, amazing father and, uh, and, and you respect him uh, in that way. It's the same thing uh, with God. And if you don't, uh, well, you can respect God in that way. Hey, uh, Matthew, thanks for your question. Thank you all uh, of our callers today. So many great comments and questions. Great talking to you. Jason Vandiver, Calvary Chapel Parker. I'll be back with you, Lord willing, again in the future. The program will be back tomorrow. God bless you guys and good night from Calvary Live here. Take care. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.